It is a, a dangerous thing to hear truth and not pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And God, God may justly take away from you what you have because you, you didn't take hold of it. You weren't willing to hear it. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to another episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott. We'd really like for you to join us in this conversation. So as you have questions or concerns or maybe topics you'd like to propose, just leave that in the comments section or send us an email. Now remember, Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast. So if you'd like more information about how you can help us produce this podcast week after week, just go to our website, straighttruth.net. Well, our next question has to do with uh, Jesus preaching in parables. This can be a little bit confusing for anyone who reads the New Testament and they approach this question. There's this funny little episode where, um, where the disciples, Jesus is preaching in parables, maybe about the parable of the sower, and the disciples come to him afterwards and they're kind of like, well, Jesus, you know, we know some people, not us, but we know some people who are wondering why you preach in parables, mm. but really they're asking for themselves and why he's not making the meaning of those parables absolutely plain to them. So that's our question. Why, why did Jesus preach in parables? And why did he make, uh, or why did he explain the meaning only to his disciples and not to the crowds more generally? It's an interesting question. And, and what's funny about it is we tend to think of the parables now as believers sitting in church and hearing the preaching of God's word. We think of parables as helping us to get a hold of the truth because often they involve stories that are illustrative in nature, and so we, we, they tend to be helpful to us. Mm -hmm. you know, I think about the parable of the sower, for example, or the parable of the seed, or however you want to describe it, and that's helpful. I mean, to think about the seed falling on the stony ground and mm -hmm. falling on the thorny ground, I mean, it's so helpful, but you have to put yourself back in the shoes of the people who first heard it, and they had to be wondering, what, what does this mean? And why would Jesus do this? Why would he teach in ways that would cause people to walk away and not really get the message? Mm -hmm and then go privately and explain it to his disciples so that they could get the message? Well, my answer is, let's let Jesus answer that question mm -hmm. because he answers it. In mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 13, verse 10, it says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For, this is important, for this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. And so what Christ is explaining to his disciples is this is actually now a form of judgment. I've spoken to them plainly. I've spoken to them clearly. And what I've given them, they haven't received. Their ears are dull. Their hearts are hard. I was willing to heal them, bless them, but they would not. Therefore, when I teach in a way that my disciples have access to, but they don't, it's just. It is, it is a form of demonstrating God's judgment against people who won't listen. So uh, the parables 
while we find them helpful now because the Lord has saved us and we have access to these things mm -hmm. and, and we have his explanations for us in scripture as well as the teaching itself, while they're helpful to us and would have been to his disciples, they actually express something that we need to take seriously, which is it is a, a dangerous thing to hear truth and not pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And God, God may justly take away from you what you have because you, you didn't take hold of it. Mm -hmm. You weren't willing to hear it. Yeah, you just hit on something that that uh, that made me think of modern day preaching, and because um, I've heard people say that we should preach as Jesus preached, mm. and uh, and really the thrust or or maybe the overarching uh, emphasis in our sermon or our method for how we communicate should be in a story sort of form, because that's what Jesus did with parabolic preaching. What do you what would you say to that? I think you just raised a wonderful thing for us to think about, and that is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you practice what Jesus practiced with the parables, you'd be practicing a method that was intended to express judgment. Right. I mean, that, that's what makes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 normal approach to preaching that we see in Scripture is you read the text, you explain the text, you illustrate the text, you synthesize the text, you apply the text. I mean, that's what preaching is. We recently had a conference here on the priority of preaching, and Dr. Stephen Lawson was with us, and he he took Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. And he demonstrated how all of the elements of expository preaching are able to be recognized in the, in the method that Peter used when he preached that sermon. That is how preaching is to be done. Uh, let's take people to the text of Scripture, read it, uh, as he said, and, and I say a hearty amen to, uh, the only time our preaching is inerrant is when we're reading the text. Mm -hmm. So read the text of Scripture, and then you explain it. And as you explain it, you illustrate it, with other passages of scripture that deal with the same subject, and you summarize it, you synthesize it, you, you help people understand how all of this relates to itself, and then you apply it, and you exhort people with it, you call people to obey it, uh, to respond to it, and you do it with the heart of God, which, which is God, as though he's making his appeal through us, we exhort people, beg people to be reconciled to Christ, so we are acting as evangelists and as feeding shepherds as we teach the Word of God. So I would not agree with the idea that because Jesus told stories and parables, that's mm -hmm. what preaching is to be. Mm -hmm. We have many other examples in the New Testament uh, as to what preaching should be, and, and it's not that. Mm -hmm. It's something else. And I wonder, who, who is Jesus' audience when he says, you know, a, seeing they may not see and hearing they may not hear? Who, who is the audience there? Because it's clearly that some people believe in him. Right, mm, right. In, 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 during the time when he's on earth, and not just his disciples who are going to begin the church afterwards, but people believe. So is it an indictment on Israel generally yeah. or, or the Pharisees, the, the teachers? No, the unique reference there, of course, would have, would have reference to the Jews, to, to mm. Israel. And Christ came in terms of the, the, historic, the historical flow of the gospel, where it begins and then where it flows outward to the, to the nations. It begins with the nation Israel. And they, they had a covenantal relationship with God and as a nation. It's not to say that every Israelite was a believer. They were not. But God had formed this special relationship with this nation uh, to use them as a conduit to, for, for the proliferation of his message throughout the world. And they had failed in that task. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they had been given much, but they had wasted what they had been given as a whole, as a mm -hmm. nation. So that, that, that's the reference mm -hmm. Jesus has in mind. And for many hundreds of years, I mean, he quotes Isaiah 6, and that's Isaiah's message to the people exactly. to, 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 to preach, but, but they're not going to hear or listen to what you preach. 
And, and Isaiah is prophesying in 700 BC. Exactly. And yet yeah. Jesus is doing the same thing. Yeah, this is the culmination century. of judgment upon that nation. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, God has been very patient. Mm. And now he has, he has spoken to them in son, mm. <laughs> spoken mm. to them in many different ways throughout all the ages, prophets in many different, different ways. And now he's spoken to them in his own son. Mm. And as a whole, not each and every uh, individual Israelite, but as a nation, they rejected their Messiah. Mm. So the parables were an expression of judgment. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, if you've made an observation or have a question related to this episode, just leave that in the comments section below. Now, be sure to go to our website, straighttruth.net. There you will find a host of information, including links to all of our social media channels like Facebook and Twitter. And if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like it and share it with family and friends. Lastly, go to the podcast section of iTunes and leave us a review. Now, remember, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.